Today on The Grid, Jefferson Graham is here. He's going to be talking about his iPhone photography out in the Southwest. We are also getting a sneak peek of the about-to-be-released new, new version of On One's Photo Raw. So they'll be here showing that off. Uh, Kuna is here. I've got a really good food tip today, and we've got some fantastic giveaways to some folks who happen to be watching the show live today. It's going to be, perhaps... A fine, fine day on the grid. And it all starts in just 23.2 seconds. Let's go. The grid is brought to you by Platypod, the tripod alternative that is changing the world. Everybody has a Platypod. You should too. Go to platypod.com. Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome to another live episode of the grid. It's Wednesday. Coon is here. I'm here. And his cold is finally gone. Yes. So that's good. That wasn't really that bad. It wasn't that bad. And I caught it, but it wasn't that bad, too. Yeah. I've been sniffling and sneezing since last Wednesday. What are you going to do? But it's pretty much better. Yeah. Though, you know where my daughter is right now? Where is she? Where is she? At the doctor's. Oh, of course. You know what she's got? Uh, Sniffles and stuff. Yeah. That won't go away. She's had it for like two weeks, though. It's what happens. It's what happens. It's going around. Yep. Anyway, welcome, everybody. We're very glad you're here. Lots of fun stuff today. Uh, we're going to have Jefferson Graham joining us a bit later. Yeah. Uh, Jeff is here. He, he did a course for us uh, about shooting out in the Southwest on an iPhone. And he is a tremendous yep. iPhone photographer and educator. So we're going to have he him pop in. He also uses the Samsung. He does. Well. He uses the Samsung. He's like me. One of those weird ones. He's an outlier. What are you going to do? Anyway, <laughs> also, also, uh, uh, on the, in the next segment, we've got the folks from On One dropping on. Probably Dan, right? Dan Dan's dropping here. In. Yep. Dan's going to drop in. Them earlier. And he's, he's going to show us in. Photo Raw. So they've got a brand new version of it. There's been a lot of buzz about it. So we're going to get to see it here first on the grid. What else mm -hmm. we got? Uh, oh, I got some stuff. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Oh, uh, I got a couple of announcements real quick. Yep. First, uh, in two weeks. Is that right? Two weeks? I thought it was next week. Yes, no, it's two weeks. Okay, two sorry. Weeks. It's definitely in two, two weeks. weeks in two weeks, next week that, yes, the folks from Platypod will be here. They've got something new. And you know when yep. they announce something new, it's always a lot of fun. And Holy crap. Holy crap, it's Eddie, Eddie Tapp. Tapp. Eddie Tapp will be here with us. And uh, Eddie's a dear friend of ours, and we're very glad to see him and colleague and great photographer, great person. So it's really, really nice to see Eddie. Yeah. That's coming up. Uh, we are doing a webinar next week. We're going to show you a little, a little trailer about it here in just a minute. But we've got a webinar that we're doing for something that we've developed. It's big. Yep. It's it's called the Photographer's Fast Track. The webinar is November 8th. It's at 1 o'clock. Everyone's invited. Yes, everybody's invited. So if you're watching The Grid, go to this. Yes. To also, tell your friends about yes. this. Because you have photographers that would love to get on some kind of a fast track program. And this is something that we've developed. I, I stopped oh, doing everything stopped else everything to develop to this. this. And, and yep. it's really very, very exciting. And, and I'm going to tell you all about it. And we're also going to make it worth your while if you come to the, to the webinar. There's something really cool we have for you. So that is coming up on next week on November 8th. So that's where you go to it. All right. What else? Uh, oh, I got some stuff. Okay. 
Oh, we've got the Rocky Nook uh, conference uh, yes, coming up, up here. Uh, next week. That's uh, next week as well. The Art yep. and Craft of Photography. That's coming up. And there's, you know, a bunch of uh, cool people. That's uh, November 8th there, and 9th. I'll be there on the 9th. So come, yeah. and, come and check it out. All right. What else do we got going? Um, so I did a blog post this week that caused a lot of upsetness. Mm. <laughs> when does that not happen? It nowadays? happens. It happens. <laughs> if you write something, you know, whatever you write, there's someone else. Away. Anyway, I asked a question. I posed a question and many people were happy to answer. And it was, what could Adobe do to get you to move from Lightroom Classic over to the cloud version like what features in particular like what would Oof, adobe need, yes, to, this need is, to add I, I get this one right this one's yep. painful what, what would you need <laughs> to add right to lightroom cloud Everything. to get you to move yeah well no no there's there's definitely some stuff now i haven't written what mine are i got 56 comments which for a blog is an insane amount well then you go over hundreds, to the social media where you hundreds post it on my social hundreds. hundreds over there it's a hot topic hot topic and of course how long does it take before people are arguing with each other oh. and calling names not very long like two posts not very Three long posts. at all because you know anyway but uh, that was very interesting. If you if you want to read some stuff that'll make your blood boil, uh, yes. <laughs> no, if you. But it's interesting. Uh, some people had some actually very good comments and stuff that made sense. We also sent it to our friends at Adobe so they could see it as well. They did not ask me to write yes. that. I I I thought it would be just an interesting topic, and wow, I wasn't expecting it would be quite that interesting. But anyway, lots of stuff. I didn't share what I thought mine were. I'm going to do that probably Friday. So I yeah, let that's it, what I'm more interested in. Yeah. Oh, it's not that going to be that interesting. It's it's yeah. a lot of stuff that other people said. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, I think I think that's where it is. Is we all know that when they named it classic, that there was already a coffin being nailed shut. Yeah, but they it's, named it classic. I know, but dude, you know how many years ago that was, and there it's not go, it's not going anywhere. But but. There's people that are like, well, should I be using that one? And, of course, my answer is <laughs> no. Well, if they want to but know, what Adobe could really help us out with is by renaming it from Lightroom Classic. Yes. You know what else? They need to do two things. One, the one that I thought would be done a long time ago, they need to update the interface, mm -hmm. give it a modern interface. That's, yep. easy. That's just interface easy. stuff. Easy. That's number one. Well, and number two. We all know that that isn't as easy as it looks, give it a, it's easy. Give it a reasonable name. Hey, you know, they got 27,000 employees. They can stick one on the interface. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, go read it. It's go over to lightroomkillertips.com, and that's where you'll find it. All right, uh, what else do we have? Uh, oh, okay, that's pretty much it except for this. We've been waiting for this book. We actually have it in stock. You can get it at Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and places like that. This has taken yep. what I would call forever however here's what's an interesting thing the book was going to press right when generative fill came out so i was able to stop the press get a chapter in this, this on generative fill too. yeah and that took a yeah. little longer delayed the book a little but bit more it's in there. but it's finally here now i will tell you just a little bit about this book this is not for beginners this is for people who already use photoshop and you're thinking isn't there a way to do that? Isn't there a workaround? Yeah. Isn't there a shortcut? How do you do that? You just turn to a particular page and it tells you how to do just that thing on that page. Like it's just one thing per page. 
And it's just, you go, okay, I got to think about layers and it's right there. So that's what it is. It's all that stuff. It's one thing per page and you keep it on your desk. It's designed to be right there and to look up stuff really quickly when you need it. It's not really a sit down and read the book kind of thing. It's just, it's not that kind of book. It's the other kind of book. All right. So anyway, we finally got some of those in stock, which is nice. All right. I got something. Oh, what do you, oh, what do you got? I did something this weekend. He did, he did stuff this weekend. I did something this weekend. So I went over, took my nephew over to the uh, uh, Orlando Air Show. So I don't know if you can see my screen. Uh, and I took, intentionally took the smallest kit I could find, like the most compact. So this, this was a, a 100 to 400 with an R7. So it's a crop sensor. And all in, I was at 2.5 pounds, right? That's really light. pounds. And then all in price, max retail price, less than $19.99 for this package. That's the body and the lens. Body and the lens all together. So I also did one other thing because I was experimenting because I've always wanted to do this and I've always been on assignments or always been on stuff where it's like, you got to deliver, you've got to get shots. Right. But I'm like, you know what? I really want to start getting wide open, slow shutter pans, right? So I started experimenting with that, threw on a, an ND filter and started getting these really slow shutter pan shots which very difficult to do, but with a 2.5 pound camera, it was much easier to do. So uh, got shots like this, where you're getting it like very blurred out in the background, a lot of motion to it. It just has a, a different- A blur. Yeah, it just has a different look or a different texture to yeah, it. Because you don't generally see the background blurred that like blurred, that. I mean, cause I'm shooting at like all day, I shot at F8, F9, somewhere around there. Uh, it just it just gave the clouds a different look. They don't have that like sharpness to them. They got like that diffuseness to them. It does create like a almost like a filmic look to the. It's a it's a weird one. Um, again, just never. I've tried a little bit of this, but it was interesting having a variable ND where I could just dial in uh, the different exposures and then. But now I'm tracking a lot of times between like one one twenty fifth all the way down to like one tenth, you know, and all these, just to kind of get that interesting kind of blur to it or that interesting, uh, and then interesting like uh, the, the bokeh, you know? So just, just was different. I still wanna, I still wanna work on this a little harder, uh, but it's a good first start for like, for that. And, and to be able to shoot all day long and not be tired. <laughs> not be tired of holding I mean, it up was, a heavy it, it lens. It was actually very enjoyable to shoot. You know, it just felt. Uh, <laughs> it I don't know. I, I shoot the one fifty to six hundred Tamron. I never feel like it's too heavy. I know, but it's just like well, I know. it's that's, another. That's this was because my nephew has right. the same lens. Right. It was less than half the weight. Right. That that is that's nice. It that is, is certainly nice. nice. This is the first time I actually felt like okay. My mirrorless kit it is nicer. So all this to say, get through the images. Uh, that was really the shot of the day. You know, having that full plane in sharpness where that full other plane, plane is just blurred out right behind it. So you've got the, the front. Um, no, I love that. Yeah. Like, but right, you, you never see that. You couldn't do that. Without an ND. Without an ND. You just, it right. would not be possible. And that's where sometimes 
the technique is more than the technology, right? Ah. It's more the technique that we need to focus on, not the technology ah. that we have to focus I on. I see what you did there. Yep. That's very clever. Okay. There we go. Hey, uh, I just just looking. I, I have a similar thing. Now, I did not use an ND filter because it was kind of overcast, but I was shooting at Oshkosh, and this has the moving clouds in the background, right? The blurry yep, yep, background. Yep. That was just from shooting at a slower shutter speed. Yes. But you, can, you, can, you can't get away with that on a bright, sunny day. Uh, oh, luckily, sunny, sunny. They were blowing up all kinds of stuff. They were trying to, you know, like relive yep. a kind of Pearl Harbor moment. Yep. So you can see the clouds are in the background, but you still have got the sharp, you know, stuff here. And same thing here. You got some movement, but that's a you don't usually see that, especially you never see yeah, it with, with jets. jets with that's jets. why I wanted to do this because right. you always see it with props. You right. never see it with jets. And I was like, you could do it. There's got it, you know, you just put it. And, and you. it was nice having the variable ND because then I could, as conditions change, I could yeah. just move it around because that's yeah. the one thing if, you, if you're fixed on an ND, you know, because there was times when I was shooting, I think like this shot was probably six stops ND. Wow. That was on there to get yeah. that balance. Yep, that's something you don't ever see. Hey, uh, a couple of quick things. John Dukes. Hey, John. Hey, you know that John may be coming and, and be our guest on the grid uh, after the first of the year. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, he's cool. talking about making a, a trip down. Let's uh, do it. So, uh, uh, let's just, John says, they need to make Adobe Camera Raw and Lightroom, Lightroom slider names the same thing. No kidding. No kidding. Yep. From the same company, there are three different names between yep. Lightroom and then Lightroom Mobile. And, and then, then even I, what they call them, like, presence or detail. Yeah, or, just know, come like, on. Uh, and, and they're in and... slightly different orders. Just come on. Uh, Leslie uh, says, I hope uh, I use Lightroom Classic. I hope they leave it as is. Uh, so I want to make this clear. I, I'm not I didn't ask this question based on any inside information. I have yep. I do not think I think it'll be many, many, many I years so. if if Lightroom Classic goes away. It's way, way in the future. I don't know. I've never heard from, I've never heard someone at Adobe tell me, Scott, we've made the decision to get rid of, of no, I don't think that's happening. I do want to see some things updated in, in I want to see the interface like modernized. Okay. I already mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I don't want anybody to leave here thinking yeah. today I wrote that post because it's coming or you have to move. You don't have to move, but I know people ask about it. Yep. Because, you know, they're, having it back up your stuff is nice. And now, yeah. the reason I brought this up really was because of the latest thing they added to Lightroom Cloud. They added the ability to not have to import and sync to the to cloud. cloud. Yeah, so, so if you've got... Uh, if you've got a folder full of images and you just want to look at it real quick, maybe find one image and bring it in, kind of like the bridge, yeah. it has like something like that. It's not for organizing your image. If you want to yeah. organize, then you have to import it. But if you yeah. just want to look and find an image or two, you know, they finally browser. added that. That's what spurred this because that is a move in the direction that a lot of people would like. Yeah. Not anything else. So don't go. I think Scott was trying to no, don't read something into it that ain't there. All right. Now, I do want to show you one other thing. It's called Lightroom Pro. I just want to show better. you this right here. Better. You see this? That's the dirty dog. There that's not our food tip, but that's the dirty dog. You know where you get that dog? <laughs> that was in London. It was so bad for you, I had to take a picture of it. That I don't bad. usually, you know, unless it's travel photography, I don't always just, I don't shoot my meals for the heck of it, but that's just so dirty. It's a dirty dog. 
and that was that was during my workshop in London on a, on a lunch break. We're like, let's go get the dirty dog. In fact, I think I had it twice. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh-oh. Lots of shout outs and stuff from here. Tim Oliver saying, air show is still on my bucket list to shoot. I love them. E- great equalizer. For it people. is. It's it's one of the things that you could do. And, and really, the pros don't have any any advantage over you. You're no, all pretty okay. much shooting in the very similar so area. All those shots were taken with a general admission pass, $30. While they'll charge uh, $200 to be in some photo pit where you're with people, they're charged a few hundred dollars to be in the front row. I get a $30 basic pass and get those photos. Airman Michael Bird says, uh, Berg says, Eric Kuna, great idea and execution. Uh, Tina says, wow, great photos. Nice job, Eric from Kim. And yeah. Deb says, cool shots. And Ola from SoCal. SoCal. Yeah, we got people joining all over. We got Sherry saying hi from uh, snowy Michigan. Snowy um, Michigan. Mike saying hi from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Dale saying hi from Iowa. Uh, Stanley joining us from Bowie, uh, Maryland. Then we have Graham saying hi from Malta. Um, then we've got Calligraphy saying hi to the crew. Um, and says Scott owes us a Lightroom and Photoshop tip. Oh, crud. That's yep. true. And then, All right. Uh, let me get on it. <laughs> Lakes <laughs> Rhino is... Um, Evening from the Lakes District of U- UK. Uh, Josh Hill saying hola or hello from DC. Uh, James saying hi from a lovely uh, Phoenix. Sunny and high of 79. There you go. Uh, and then uh, Mylene saying hi from Northern Virginia. So all over the place. All uh, right. Tuning in. Now, they're all tuning in, but they can all win prizes as well, right? Because we've got a yes, laundry we list have, of prizes. Let's talk about the prizes that we're going to give away. Yeah. You talk about them while I figure out what in the world yeah. I'm going to show so, for my tips oh, the today. The first thing we're giving away is one of these Platypod discs. So it's a thing to mount to the bottom of your camera. allows you to basically mount your camera any which way you want. A really cool device for doing that. So we're giving away one of those. We're giving away a copy of, Scott talked about it earlier, the How Do You Do That in Photoshop book. Uh, we're giving away a printed copy of that. And then we're giving away a copy of the, let's see, right here, the Photoshop for Digital Photographers book. So this book, uh, by again, by Scott. You can That's get that me. over on Amazon as well. Uh, but somebody's going to win it here today on the show. And then we're also giving away a copy of On One No Noise 2023. This is a great plugin for reducing noise in your image and adding sharpening as well. So somebody's going to win that. Somebody's also going to win a V-flat from V-flat World. So we're going to give away one V-flat. These are great because they fold up, nice little small, can fit them right in your trunk or your back seat. Uh, but everybody can get 10% off their V-flat by going and using the code KELBY10 at checkout. And then Retouch for Me is giving away the, their Mattify uh, plugin. Um, so this is, these are awesome. You saw this a few weeks ago. If you didn't go back a couple of weeks, Hey, can I tell you the show? I got yep. some of their, I got some yep. of their plugins and I started using them this week. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Their plugins are amazing. Yeah. It's, they are every bit I as good as you saw in those demos. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. So yeah. good. Started using them this week and, uh, and they're amazing. They're the most realistic looking retouches. Yeah. And there are other plugins that do that stuff, but they always kind of look retouched. These are the most realistic ones I've seen. Really, really good yeah. stuff. All right. And everybody can get 20% off that. 
by going over to the you have to go to that website promo.retouch4.me that's where you can enter the promo code and get that promo code i know that's a little different than how some of the other um deals work so you have to go to that promo site enter in that kelby 120 so that's k-e-l-b-y-o-n-e number 20 and uh, that will give you that discount now everybody can win all they got to do is leave us a comment tell everybody us what you'd like to win. win and then at the end of the show we will pick the winners and we'll send you out your prize there you go there you go let me go see something here hold right. on don't move don't breathe don't make a sound all right i i i think i have a good a good lightroom tip i do think i have a good not right yet don't don't start there don't shoot that don't play the video intro i'm just saying i think i got one so do you want to do that when we come back from the break and then we'll let's, go to dan let's do that and then we'll go to dan and i'll get it ready on the break so we're going to take a short break we're already like late for our break we're going to take a short break come back it's a quick thing and then something 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 all right let's go <laughs> hi everybody scott kelby here and today i'm here to expose some photography secrets there are a lot of things that photographers talk about, maybe at the bar or they whisper between their friends, but somehow they just don't make it out to the public. And I don't know, maybe that's the whole idea. They want to keep these kind of things to themselves. But that's why I've put together a very special training track to uncover those ideas, those secrets, those things so you can fast track your photography. I'm doing a free live webinar about the whole concept and you're invited. Now this webinar is for those folks who are tired of struggling along, just plugging away at it, and you're only seeing small incremental improvements, and you're out there pretty much going it alone. Look, it, it doesn't have to be like that. And I've got a bunch of things that I wished I'd learned sooner, that if somebody had just sat me down and told me these things back then, I could have moved ahead years with my photography. Well, that's what I want to do for you. I don't want you to get a little better. I think I can literally save you years and get you a lot better really, really quickly. Join us for this upcoming webinar on my Photographer's Fast Track. It's the stuff that they don't want to tell you, but I sure will. It's a lot of stuff, from the post-processing to the camera techniques and to just learning the stuff you need to know and not wasting your time learning a bunch of stuff you're never really going to use. It's a lot of shortcuts, it's new ways of thinking, it's eye-opening ideas that will transform the way you make your images forever. And I promise, if you come to this webinar, I'll make it worth your while. We've got something really special to share with you, something we've never done before, and I really believe it's gonna transform a lot of people's work in a very meaningful way. It's about getting real results, results you can see, results your friends and family can see in your work, and I lay it all out in this free webinar. So don't miss out. Sign up today and let's do this. Well, hi everybody and welcome to beautiful London, England, where I'm doing a very, very special class. I'm very excited about this class because it's something very different, very unique. It's about creating travel photography that has a personal connection to something you love. So that's the whole idea. Because think about it, a lot of people will go to a city again and again, like we're here in London. I've been coming to London since I was 24 years old. So for the last 10 years, I've been coming to London. Anyway, long story short is, 
I've got the shots of Big Ben and I've got the shots of the London Eye and the Thames River and all that stuff. I've got it to death. But when I come to London, I can do something special. I can use something that I care about and then go and shoot it. And that, that becomes my story when I get back. So I'm shooting for a passion that I have. So my passion might be flowers. So I come to London and what I'm shooting are all the amazing gardens. What if my passion is museums? Well, there's 170 of them here. What if it's music? I could be at the Royal Albert Hall or the great music stores or the places where the Beatles played back in the day or where they literally bought their guitars. I could do a whole story on all that kind of stuff. And that's what this class is about. It's taking something you love and adding it to something else you love. You're marrying travel and your interests and photography, it's a hit. So you gotta come and watch my brand new class. It's on creating personal connection in your travel images, and it's only here at Kelby One. Hi, I'm Karen Hutton. Join me for how to plan a trip to a location you've never visited. Whether you're an expert photographer, you plan trips, but it still makes you nervous, maybe you haven't planned a trip, or maybe you just wish you could. Whether you're flying, whether you're driving, whether you're taking a train or some other mode of transportation, you'll learn how to decide, develop, dedicate, and dig in to create the adventure of your dreams, whether it's a long trip or just an afternoon. We're also gonna cover where you gotta be on the inside and how you have to train to maximize your time, your money, and your effort on your next adventure. So join me on my next class at kelbyone.com. This segment of The Grid is brought to you by B&H Photo, the professional source since 1973. Hey, oh, we're back and it is time for a Lightroom tip. Let's go. All right, so this is kind of multiple tips in one. So we have this picture that uh, I took with Mr. Kuna. We were in New York in the uh, one... Vanderbilt? One Vanderbilt, yes. One Vanderbilt. It's a new observatory. And so it looks like... You're shooting through glass. Yeah, you're shooting through glass because I have a, I, what you call it, a lens hood on that lets you, you shoot through glass. Now, so the, there's a number of tricks here, but the big trick I want to show you after we're going to do a lens correction here, just going to go to transform and hit auto. So at least it kind of sits up a bit, mm -hmm. is this. It's a, a trick for nighttime shots, and it's something that I do quite often, and that is to take the temperature and intentionally drag it towards blue. 
So it makes the now I'm not the guy that came up with this idea. Uh, I saw this a, a, a photographer in Dubai was showing this in an article, and he said I always make you know tend everything to blue, and it makes it look futuristic. And I I agree it has that. Now you do lose some of the yellowing in the building. So then what I'll do is I will go to the uh, color mixer. I will grab the targeted uh, adjustment tool, which is this little circle right there. Great and tool. I'll go, it is a great tool, and I will go and click on something that is yellow already, and then I'll drag straight up, and it brings the yellows and the oranges back up in the image. So let's see if I can go to saturation is really what I wanted, and saturate those colors a bit more. And so you want the luminance up, and the saturate, actually the luminance doesn't have to be up, but it's it really I want these building colors here. Let me see if I can get it there. That's a little better. There we go. You want some of that the yellow and stuff increased in there, and maybe we could put a red, some red in. Anyway, but the blue, the trick is is the blue. Now while we have it here, whoops, that's a little too far. There we go. All right. Now while we have it here, if you'll notice, now that I've made these adjustments, if I were to hit like auto, it's going to get you know kind of too bright. Mm -hmm. Right, and I'll have to bring it down, maybe add some. I still want it to look like night, right? I don't want it to look like, you know, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But you'll notice it's going to be noisy as crud. So if you go to the detail panel, look at the noise. Like if I were to really zoom in, look at that. It's raining noise. So what you can do if you shot in RAW, only if you shot in RAW, you can go over here to this denoise button, hit it, give it a few seconds, and... Let the AI magic happen. Yeah, watch the AI magic happen. Here we go. Look at that. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's pretty sick. Because you shot that handheld. Handheld. Through a window. At 25,600 ISO. 25,000 ISO. On, on a camera that I don't, I don't think it was really designed to, to shoot at 25,000. But anyway, you can see it looks it looks pretty good. And the. Well, Most now of it. it's it's doing the processing. Yeah, it's still it's still good. I mean, hang on. Oh, it hasn't done the process. I think it's still doing it. See, yeah, it's still spinning. It's hang still on, just it. wait, wait for Gotta it. But it still it. it still looks good. Hang on. Everybody, wait. It's the longest Lightroom tip of the year. And then, let's see if I can zoom in. Then for you, you zoom in, and you're like, "Where's that and, noise?" And we'll uh, we'll do a side by side here. So you can see better. You're not, yeah, I don't think you're on the. You're on the. Uh, what am I on? Noise the? one. I'm on the noise or one. The, the oh, I got to switch like, it. Yeah, I don't think it's comparing the right ones. Hang on, let's try this. Oh, it's not gonna. It's still not gonna do it. Oh yeah, that's cleaner. Uh, but I need to set the before to before we did the noise. Hang yes. on. This is really a trash tip now. <laughs> I've taken so long to do it, it's not even worth doing. But, uh, and I apologize for that. Oh, uh, no. I completely I... forgot. Ah, uh, no, it's just, it's, it made a new document, so it's not going to show you a before. But if you want to see a before, we can go to the previous image or whatever. So that's it. Oh, so that's, yeah. Yeah, we got it. Eh, eh. It takes out the noise. I, I'm telling you, eh. it's great. But, in my defense, Stuart Greenberg, who was on that workshop with me, hi, Stu, says, I did this on some of my New York workshop picks as well. Great tip. So there you go. Okay. 
Um, let's see. Uh, Mylene's asking, uh, does Denoy sync well over multiple image or do you still have to go individually to update it? I've, I haven't tried it on multiple images. Let's see. Let me just pop it on like three of them and see. No, it looks like it'll do it. Yep. Yep. It says right there, enhance three images. So, And all it's going to do is it's going to run through all three images. So yeah. It works just It's going to take a while. It just, whatever it took for the first image is what it's going to take about for the second image. And it's just, you're going to batch out and leave it be for a little bit. Yeah. All righty. Okay. Standing by because tomorrow there is a big release on one software is going to be releasing their latest version of photo raw dan is here to show us hey dan how you doing hey hey scott hey Eric. hey oh dan now i'm not just saying <laughs> this because because dan is here but in reality i don't really use that denoise <laughs> feature i just showed you i use i think eric and i both use mm -hmm. the the no noise ai which is dramatically faster and has lots of uh, other features and stuff so i'm not just saying that because yeah. you're here dan it's the it's the <laughs> truth everyone sees me do it all the time so it's you know i'm just yeah. you know if you don't have on one stuff and you're a loser no if you don't have it well then but if you have uh no noise ai do what eric and i do and that's what we use it's way faster it gives great yeah, results faster. and there's lots of features that 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 this really doesn't have much for features. It's just, it either works or it doesn't, you know, but yeah. uh, no noise AI <laughs> works great. However, uh, that's not what we're here yeah. to talk about. We are here actually to show this. So it comes out tomorrow? Comes out tomorrow. Yeah, I'm really excited. Photo around 2024. But before we jump to that, I did have a question on your tip. You mentioned a lens hood for shooting through glass. Is that like one of those old-fashioned rubber collapsible ones? Is it is. It or? is rubber. Yep. Uh, you can get them on Amazon or whatever, but they're about this big. They're they're quite I, large. I believe the one you used was thirteen dollars. It was thirteen dollars. It's $13. quite big, and it folds up. You can crunch it into your hand or just shove it in something, and it goes bloop and pops back in. It. You screw it on the end of your thing, or just actually pull it over. I think that the one end pulled of your over. Thing. Yeah, it works like magic. I mean, it it works. I've used it numerous times now. I've used it in different countries and stuff. You don't have to worry you don't have about it. Like use your coat over your head, look like a vampire. Yeah, you don't have to do nope. that. Yeah, because then they always think you're doing something nefarious. But we've never had anybody give us any crap about it. Either. Yeah, no we've never been said using those for years. It. And like, it's kind of like yeah. using the platypod. No one really realizes what it is, so they don't worry about it. But uh, yeah. all, right. <laughs> tell, all right, tell us about what's coming up tomorrow. Well, cool. So like I mentioned, Photo Raw 2024 is coming out tomorrow. The big deal for uh, for an Adobe user is all of the plugins are back. So you can now access Photo Raw as a plugin inside of Photoshop and inside of Lightroom. So let me show you that real quick first. So I'm just going to bounce over here to Photoshop. I've got a photo open. I've already made it a smart object or I opened it as a smart object. And now I can go right up to the filter menu and go down to on one. And you can see I can access develop effects, portrait and sky swap all in one spot. The cool thing is now because it works through Photo Raw is I can actually bounce from uh, place to place. So I don't have to go in and do effects and then come back out and then go to portrait and come back out and go to sky swap mm -hmm. and come back out. I can do it all at once if I wanted to. So let me show you on a photo like this. Let's just take it. And I'm going to go into develop, which is something you couldn't do before. You would only go straight into effects. So all of the cool things you could do inside of develop, you couldn't do as a plugin. Uh. Now you can't. <coughs> so let me just jump over here into develop. You can see it's in Photo Raw and we're in the develop tab you'll notice the ui looks quite a bit different if you have one of the older versions you can see we've modernized the ui we've done a lot of work to make it easier to read 
We've also taken a lot of the extra buttons and kind of reduce those down so it's not a bazillion buttons around it. It's really just the stuff that's most important to you to use. Now, no features have gone away. Everything is still there. It's either nested or in a menu. So anyway, here we are, develop. The thing that I love is our brand new Brilliance AI. What Brilliance does is it takes all the pain out of, uh, think of it like your raw processing. You know, you, you take a picture in your camera, you're standing ankle deep in rushing water and the wind's blowing. You've got this beautiful shot and you have all this romance of when you took it. And you get back home and you download it and you look at that raw file and you're like, ah, oh, that doesn't look anything like what I shot it as. And so we all struggle with those tone and color sliders to try to make the photo look good. Brilliance kind of does all that work for you automatically. It has a cool new AI that does the tone correction, the color correction for you automatically. It can identify most common regions like sky, people, water, foliage, add corrections for those automatically. It knows if it's high noise and does no noise AI. If it sees faces, it can do portrait AI all at once. So here we go. I'm just going to turn it on. Boop. Going to analyze the photo and voila. It's done all that basic raw wow, processing. Wow, that's pretty good. For me automatically. Yeah, I didn't have to do anything. Now, because AI is never perfect, there's an amount slider. You can adjust how strong you want it to be. So you just dial this thing back and forth to control how strong you want it to be. Yeah, you know, maybe I like it more like, you know, 70, 80%. If you want to split the color and tone apart from each other, you just roll this little fine-tune option down, and now you can control how much color versus how much tonal adjustments you get. Mm. So maybe I want a little less of the color adjustment. I could turn that down so it's doing less color. That means I could even use more tone adjustment if I want it, maybe. There we go. Fine-tune it to my taste. Then below that, you'll see the local adjustments section. It's automatically found flora, people, sky, and water. And what it's done is it's added local adjustments to each of those regions, and it uses our mask AI technology to build masks for them automatically. And now you just wiggle the sliders to make your adjustments. So the flora slider is going to let me control how much it's going to enhance or brighten up the green foliage in the shop. You know, I could go electric. That's probably a little strong. Dial them what I want. People's going to kind of lighten and add a little more detail to our subjects, to the people. Sky is going to darken and enhance the sky and water is going to adjust the water. On all of these, you notice when I mouse over them, there's a little arrow pointing to the side. That lets me jump to that local adjustment. So I can click on it. It's going to take me over to my local adjustments tab. Remember, we're still inside of Photoshop doing this. And there's all of the local adjustments that it added. And on each of these, I can adjust the mask, including things like the global mask properties. So I could come in here. There's the new masking properties inspector where I can control the feather on that mask but I can also control everything that's doing. So in this case, it's giving it a little bit more green and a little bit more vibrance. Well, you know, maybe maybe I want a little bit more uh, structure at the same time on those greens. I can pop those up right there. He's popping the greens. Popping the greens. Popping yeah. the greens. The last thing is down here in this options section, I can control if no noise is being applied. It does that automatically based on ISO. You control the preferences, what you think is your threshold, because every camera is different. Everyone's uh, threshold for noise is different. So you pick when you want it to add no noise and if you want it to do retouching on faces. And there's also different models that you can choose from depending on the photo. And when I'm done, I hit okie dokie, and it's going to send that back to Photoshop, and it's going to put it on a smart filter so it's re-editable. I can go back into just double-click, it's going to shoot us right back to where we were, open that photo back up, all of my settings right where I left off, and I can readjust and fine-tune them if I wanted to. 
That's really cool. Right that is. That's. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I. I mean, I, I've seen smart objects before, but I love the way it keeps all of those different things that you did together. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's really good. I mean, that's 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 very well. I mean, I know, I know you know that, but I'm reacting to it. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> well, telling you anything the new there, am I, Dan? That's really important. So, you know, yeah. if it doesn't keep all the masks, then you're kind of lost that re-editability. But right. all the masks any manual adjustments you've done to it, those are all stored in that kind of that instruction block that's used to recreate it. Wow, that's, that is very, very cool. Very, very neat. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna jump out of here and I'm just gonna go back over here to uh, Photo Raw for the rest of these. And let me just show you on a couple more photos kind of how that brilliant AI works. I'm just gonna grab this photo and we'll take it into edit. And so that's the original shot. I'll turn brilliance on here. Pop, look at that. Wow. i show you before and after. That's before. I like that brilliance. After. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it's Dan, what is cool. that What is that thing really doing? I mean, I know it's doing a lot of things, I guess. Yeah. So, there's uh, an AI model. You know, that's the, the, the fancy term that's used for when we actually analyze the photo. So, it basically takes the whole pixels of the photo, runs it through this AI model that we developed. And the way we did that is we basically took hundreds of thousands of photos uh, that were all uh, been adjusted by photographers. So we know kind of here's the original, here's what they want it to look like. Ah, and see. we use that as training data to be able to spit these out. So you're going to get different slider positions on every photo. It's going to take into account things like the subject. It's going to know if there's a sky and it's going to make those adjustments. So it's not like an old fashioned auto you know old-fashioned auto is all just done by the histogram it just looks at the histogram and says you know make it look like a normal histogram so if it's a dark photo it's going to make it too light or if it's snow it's going to make it too dark you know the same kind of problems you'd have in your camera with an auto exposure uh, meter you don't get this with this because it's smart enough to understand the content and the subject matter of the photo at the same time wow that's really that's really, that's really neat yeah. yeah that's really just this top part though that's really just the auto color right. tone right the rest of it is kind of putting together some of the other technologies that are in there it just makes it so much easier you don't have to go to five different places yeah yeah i, li that I like that yeah. yeah and you know i mentioned it has the most common regions automatically things like people sky water foliage but all the other regions of identifies are there and you can opt into them so on a photo like this i could click on regions maybe i want to tone down the background i just turn on background now it's added an adjustment and uh mask for the background and now I can control how dark the background is. So I can almost like key shift the photo right there. So I can darken that background down, maybe brighten her up a little bit, make that sky even darker, make it a much more moody photo. Just like that. Oh, that's very cool. Uh -huh. yeah. Pretty spiffy. That is it's spiffy. It's, it's a good word for it. Yeah, yeah, and we got a bunch of people chiming in, you know, oh, yeah. some feedback. We got some, you got some like, comments uh, and stuff coming John in. John Dukes is saying, on yeah. one plugin, save me so much time in photo processing, especially portrait AI and on one effects. Uh, Susan saying, uh, this is a well thought out UI. Yes, it is. Uh, uh, Linda's saying, oh man, I love the controls you get with this. Uh, Tina saying, wow. Uh, <laughs> Tina, <laughs> Tina put it in one word. Yep. Wow. wow. Uh, Jill saying, I need on one in my life. Um, Anna saying, hi to, how do you, Dan? Uh, thanks for being here. Hi. Um, Barry saying, uh, I want on one, no noise on the grid and it rocks. Um, Deb saying, super excited for the new release on one. Um, and, uh, Mylene saying, I love seeing how it keeps all the settings so you can go back to them and readjust as you need without losing access to it. 
um, Will saying cool stuff. Technology is just so incredible today. It really is. Yeah. Doug says another great time saver. Love it. Uh, you know, of course, you got a lot of fans here, Dan, on the grid because, uh, you know, a lot of these folks have, have they've yeah. seen you before. They're like, oh, it's Dan. Uh, yeah. And they've seen us, you know, talking about it as well. Hey, we have to take a short break. Are you going to stick around for a minute, Dan? Are yeah, gonna... we'll All right. I'll show you some other cool new stuff. Oh, good, All good. Right. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, Dan's still with us. We're going to look at that. We have Jefferson Graham coming up in just a few minutes. So stick around for Jeff, and we'll see you guys in just a minute. Don't go away. That's some slow <laughs> jib work there. That's really... There it is. say to me all the time, Jeff, you don't really take all those pictures on the iPhone. You're kidding, right? You actually shoot with other cameras. I do shoot with other cameras, but the majority of everything I do is on the iPhone. I just treat it like a professional camera with time-honored photographic techniques. And I would like to pass some of my tips and tricks off to you in my upcoming Kelby One class about how to shoot the iPhone like a pro, the advanced version. What will you learn? Let me tell you. I'll show you how to do great panoramic images, long exposures handheld, stop action with burst mode, portraits and lighting, how to do great headshots on the iPhone. We're going to show you night mode, shooting in the night, which is really cool. And of course, everybody's favorite, sunsets worth framing on the wall. Come join me, Jefferson Graham at KelbyOne.com.
This segment of The Grid is brought to you by Canon. Hey, we're back. Scott and Eric are here. We've got Dan with us from On One. And a couple more comments just came in here. Uh, what do we yeah, got? Yeah, so we got um, Natalie C. Jones is saying, I am so underutilizing On One's full potential. Uh, uh, little Herman is saying, darn it. Now I have to think about buying another program. <laughs> <laughs> Such is the life of a photographer. And then James has a, a question, and you could answer this, Dan, is uh, will there be updates to other On One plugins? Yes. Yeah. So at the, coming soon, like in December, there'll be an update to 2023, last year's version. We do kind of an end-of-the-year update so you get all the latest cameras at the end. Uh, but then we have a very aggressive schedule of updates coming for next year. The plugins individually will come out at a little different pace this year rather than coming all out right when 2024 comes out. They'll kind of come out as we have uh, additional cool new things for them. For example, like you, the next version of No Noise will come out soon with improved results. It wasn't ready in time for this release, but yeah, there'll be, huh. there'll be updates to all of them coming out through the next year and We'll tell anybody, but new ones too. So, Ooh. well, you there guys you have go. been doing a lot of cool stuff with your AI stuff, uh, stuff like your uh, the sky key, swap, the, even the your, keywording thing. The, that I was came just going to say yeah. the keywording thing. You guys That's have done cool. a lot of a lot of slick stuff. You're you're kind of filling in some good gaps, yeah. good holes. When in AI could keyword my catalog, I was like, I'm sold. Oh yeah, sold, <laughs> sold. All right, Dan, what else you got? Can you show yeah. us some more some more features? I. I definitely can. So we, we talked about brilliance a lot, and it's it's kind of my, my favorite thing. But there's some other cool stuff that's happening in here, too. While I'm here, I'm just going to turn brilliance on on this photo. We'll use it as our starting point. So, you know, went from there to there. Yeah, it might be a little strong for me. I'm just going to turn it back just a skosh there. And this kind of gets you to what I was talking about, to the perfect starting point for your stylization. And that's where people do a lot of their stylization. Scott and Eric do their stylization using effects. And effects is super powerful, but it can be kind of daunting because there's like 37 million different filters and different mm -hmm. options. And the way you stack them influences what you get out of it. Once you kind of become a master of that, you can do anything. But a greater way to start is with the presets. So we include over 100 cool new presets in some different categories like Cold Mountain. And there's some for drones, some for Fall Harvest, Light and Airy, Organic Wool, all sorts of cool new ones. But what I really like is the new AI Style Advisor. What this does is it's another AI model that we've trained based on our internal. So all the photographers and on one, obviously we use it and we've gone through thousands and thousands of photos with effects on our personal photos. We trained an AI to kind of mimic what we do. So now in the AI style advisor, I click on the on one team option. It's going to take this photo and it's going to go recommend stacks of effects filters based on things that our team would have done. So if I just mouse over these, you can actually kind of see some different processing recommendations mm. that are based on things yeah. that we've done. Eh, that was not too bad. Oh, or, yeah. you know, like, ooh, that, was, that was a little strong for this oh, photo, yeah. but you know, they're all gonna vary a little bit. The other cool thing is it also learns from you. So if I go back one step and I go to my style, this has looked at just the ones that I've done and it will then learn from the things that I have done to similar photos and make recommendations for them. So I can just mouse over those and nice. pick one that I might like. So mm -hmm. I kind of like that color one I saw back here. Where's that one? Mm, let's grab this one. And then when I click on it, of course, I can then fade it down so I can tone it back. So I can dial in just mm -hmm. the look that I like. There we go. Nice. So that looks pretty cool. You know, I think I like it. I'm going to make a poster. So let's go through a quick kind of a postery workflow. I'm going to 
change the size of this guy here. Let's make this a 13 by 19. So I can print this on my big printer. Helps if I can type correctly. There we go. And I'll just use the transform tool. Let's scale this thing down a little bit. I'll move it up a little. There we go. Let's put a white background behind it. So I'll use a color fill layer. A lot of the things that we've added, you notice the layers pane looks a lot more familiar now. Yes, it looks quite and familiar. Taken, looks quite familiar, doesn't it? Yes, well, you know, people like what they like. So uh, let's add some text to it. So text is now a layer rather than a tool. So I can just click on text. It's going to pop in some text for me. Oh, let's do, I'll say uh, Yosemite Valley. I think I spelled that right. Someone's told me if I spelled that right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yosemite. That's right. Good. That's good. All righty. And let's make that a little bit wider here. Let's make this box bigger too. I'll pull it down here. The cool thing about having text be a layer is it now works just like pixels. So I can mask it. I can blend it. I can apply filters to it. You name it. Let's make this a little bit wider here. Do, 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 do. Oops, a little too far there. We'll put that here and then watch. Now I can put a mask on that. So I'm just going to grab the masking tools. I'm going to grab the gradient mask or the masking bug that we call it. We'll spin this guy around. I'll stretch it out a little bit more. There we go. We could do, you know, kind of a fun little look like that. There you go. So you make a quick little poster. I'm doing that all right here inside of Photo Raw. And because each of those layers is 100% non-destructive, you notice if I click on this layer, which is the raw photo we started with, I can roll it down. I can see everything I've done to it. Let me make my layers paint a little bit oh, bigger. Yeah. I can see the work I've done in develop and effects and then local adjustment. I can turn those on and off so I can see it without the effects that are added. And I can double click to jump right to where I was working. There we go. You know, I think maybe I want to do a black and white rendition instead. So I can just come over here and I can just pick one of those black and whites. That looks nice. Maybe that a little border to it while we're here. Go find a border, maybe an old-fashioned floppy border. Nah, let's do like a four by five. So I'll just go to my film category. Let's go find a better-looking border. Do, 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 do. Yeah, there we go. Nice four by five film border. There we go. Just like that. <laughs> so, yeah. So that lets you see the improvements to the layers pane, lets you see the text tool being text on a layer and the ability to manipulate that just like their pixels, uh, all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah. There's also improvements in browse, browses quite a bit uh, faster. We've made cataloging more flexible. You guys have We've done a lot. Search yeah. capabilities to it as well. So searching is, is a lot better. Of course, there's always tons of you know new cameras and lenses and things like that to get added along the way too. So. Yeah. Uh, some questions and some yeah. comments. Yeah, so Jim's asking, uh, when when we update, will our presets and LUTs transfer? Mm -hmm. yep. yep. When you upgrade from 23 to 24, it'll bring over everything for you. It brings over anything you've added, any presets, any extras, backgrounds, borders, textures, LUTs, skies, all that stuff migrates over, brushes, all that. Awesome. Well, yeah, Linda's saying, no way. I, I It learns your own style? Question mark? <laughs> Yeah, yep. yeah. You know, you do have to you have to have edited a couple hundred photos because it has to have enough to learn from. But if you've used it in the past, 
it knows about the photos you've edited in the past, right. and it'll go through and so learn. So you do need uh, a, a substantial quantity of photos before it'll really start learning. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you yeah, don't want yeah, it to yeah. just base it on yeah, you yeah, doing yeah. three photos. Because yeah. what yeah. if you're doing a wedding and then a week later you're doing an air show? You don't want them. Yeah. You know, you, you have to have a volume of images for it to learn exactly. how you do things. Uh, Kendra's uh, saying I've been using on. Uh, I've been an on one. Plus Pro member for years. I love On One. It makes editing so fast and easy. And then Wendy's saying, oh, sliders on a preset. Love it. So she's loving that sliders <laughs> on a preset. And then Gary's saying, really enjoy yeah. On One. Game changer for my editing. All right. Cool. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. Very All righty. Cool. Well, Dan, we are about it. out of time. Anything else real quick before you... Uh... I say tomorrow, hit hit the uh, On One website, and uh, there's a 30-day trial, so you can try it out for yourself. And, of course, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee, too. So oh, you get gosh. it, and you find it doesn't work out for you, we stand behind it. Yeah, so. at the very least, go try the demo. Go download the 30-day yeah. demo. Try it. You'll love it. I can tell you right now, you're going to love it. Dan, thank you for taking the time to show you us bet. that. Congratulations on your launch. And I know it's going to go great. So uh, and hats off to your engineers. You guys have not been sleeping very much. Uh, you can see nope. that. But uh, anyway, we love it. We, we love to see progress. And this mm -hmm. is great to see all this new stuff. You guys are doing a great job. Uh, my thanks to everybody uh, at On One. Thank you for being here, Dan. You bet. Thank you guys for having me. Have a great day. We'll see you. All righty. You too. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, i got a quick uh, Photoshop tip for you. Uh, and then Jeff's going to join us. Jefferson Graham is here. So stick around. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Jefferson Graham inviting you to watch my latest class for Kelby One. It's all about how to photograph the great American West on one of these, a mobile phone. You don't need the big giant camera to get amazing shots of Arches National Park and Monument Valley and the great Colorado Rockies. You can do it all on here and I'll show you how in my latest class. Be sure to check it out at KelbyOne.com. I am a portrait and a wedding photographer based in Valencia, Spain. I do mainly commercial and editorial photography and I retouch up to 100 photos a month. We shoot almost every day for all kinds of clients, such as commercial, beauty and fashion. And we retouch our work more often like every other day. I used to spend over one hour for one photo. If we want professional results, we must remove skin blemishes, do micro dodge and burn, highlight eyes, widen teeth, and even reduce wrinkles in clothes. And this can easily take me up to two hours of work for each photo. So when I saw that there's a plugin for Photoshop that helps you retouch quicker, I was eager to get my hands on it. I had many feedbacks about it, and I found a lot of positive reviews, which made me to consider buying my first plugin. One of the challenges we have at the end of a session or wedding is to achieve an addition in our photograph that looks natural. 
This is where retouch for me has become a game changer. I love the feature that you can pick how much effect it has on your photo and you can adjust it accordingly to your style. I saved a lot of time and always end up having amazing results with my work. I am extremely happy with the quality. Now I am more efficient and have more time to spare with my family. This segment of The Grid is brought to you by Platypod, the world's most compact tripod base. Photoshop tip coming up. And hey, we're back. All right. Got a Photoshop tip. <laughs> Your Photoshop. Got a Photoshop tip. <laughs> Photoshop tip, yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to show you a feature that you probably know is there, but a lot of people don't take advantage of it. And if you do this okay. subtly, it works really, really well. So take a look at our unhappy portrait model here. Um, he wasn't this. He was a nice guy. He wasn't this yeah. unhappy when I took the shot. But uh, I will show you. Go to uh, the filter like, menu, and you're going to choose. I wish I could make him a little happier. Liquify. And the the one that don't is does not get used enough right here. Mm -hmm. is is a slider called smile mm -hmm. and the photoshop has a neural filter that does it and it always looks weird it doesn't look weird here so if you just drag it to the right watch this here i'm going to zoom in a little so you can see a little better there we go so drag it to the right watch come on oh, right there come coming. on right there Wait. Right there. Do yeah. you notice how it, it, it does his cheeks and everything? Yeah. It's just not his lips because that would look artificial. But the the key to this thing is to not push it too far. Yeah, right. Like, he he like this is his that's the default, right? That's where he you was. Start seeing it right there. You, you just need a little bit. Right just like right yeah. there. So when I do see it look fake is when you push it too far. Now, we would never probably even know if you pushed it too far. Without seeing the original, we wouldn't know. But I think that actually actually works pretty well now I have one other tip while we're here I'm gonna use a different image and this is another thing that that uh, I'm gonna show you there's two techniques to doing this so if you notice uh, well first let's start let's go open up liquify and I'll show you what we're gonna do now she she we could add a smile if we wanted to you could add a little tiny bit of a smile but I don't think it's necessary but they do have a really nice jawline. If you want to make Peter Hurley happy, uh, you can strengthen the draw the jawline by dragging the jawline mm -hmm. to the left. So instead of going to the right like we did, drag it over here. But the other thing I want to point out is over here. She has this bump on her shoulder, and it's just natural. It's nothing you would notice in person, but it does show up in the picture. So in a picture, we might want to adjust it. You would, you know, you would never notice if you're standing there in front of her, because I was for hours and never, never noticed it. Uh, this first tool up at the top here is called the forward warp tool, and there's two techniques to making it work. Number one is make the brush the size of the thing you want to adjust, and then don't paint with it. Just nudge it. Gently nudge with the tool. So find the thing that you want to adjust. So that's too big, right? You're going to go a little bigger than the thing you want to adjust and then just gently nudge it down. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. Just a gentle little nudge and it's gone. Yeah, it's that's much. it. And you can see here's the difference here. You can see there we, we, we strengthened the jawline and then we got rid of that little bump. 
And that's stuff that you would, again, never notice either one of these standing there in front of her. But uh, that does make it uh, look a little bit better there. And those are really simple, easy, quick yeah. ones to do. Just a little quickie little little Photoshop tip. Uh, Jason's got a tip here. Or a question? Or no, I'm sorry, a question. Yeah, he's asking you, uh, Scott, uh, would you recommend a speed light or a strobe? I think you, we touched on this yeah. a couple weeks ago. So he's from but... Gloucester. All right, here's what I would say. Um, if you're going to buy a good speed light, you might as well buy a strobe because you can get a strobe usually cheaper. If you, yeah. if you get the one I tell you to get, go get the Westcott FJ400, right? The Westcott FJ, so F is in Frank, J is in Juliet, 400. It is a 400-watt strobe where a speed light is going to be like 80 watts, mm -hmm. right? 80. Yep. And And... This has a built-in battery. It's all one unit, and you get a, a you can buy a little remote for it. You're going to want to buy a remote. Whether you get a speed light or a strobe, you're going to want something to fire wirelessly. Right. Get the West. That's what I use in my own studio. The Westcott FJ400s. You'll love them. They're very inexpensive for the quality that you get. It's really really good. Awesome. All right. Uh, well, let's tune it see. in. Hey, Tom just says. He signed up for the photographer's fast track. All right, let's there you go. go. All right, Tom, thank you. We'll see you there next week. That's going to be fun. Uh, Tim says that he learned so much about On One products during the Kelby One On One conference this year. He still refers back to the replay. Thanks, Kelby One Live. Thank you, Tim. All, All right. right. Standing by yep. from out Online. on the West Coast. Hey, there Tim. he is. It's Jefferson Graham. Hey, Jeff. How you doing, guys? Uh, we're hey. doing well. Dude, Howdy. I love that hat. Thank you, thank you. And I love the background. You know what it is, Jeff? You look good in that hat. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just a good-looking hat. You look at home in it. Even though I know that you're a city boy, you yeah. look good in that hat. Well, I thought it was the right thing to do for the American West class, you know? Yeah, so right? tell us a little bit about the class. Now, you shot this on a phone? I, on two phones, on the right. iPhone um, 14. <gasps> 15 wasn't out at the time and the Galaxy S23 Plus. And yeah. I also did some drone shots, and I did a little Insta360 as well. I did a primer on how to use a drone out in the West because one of the, yeah, everybody wants to fly their drone at the national park, and every national park has a no drone law, but you can go like a mile or two right outside the entrance and fly and get some pretty great shots. And so for anybody who hasn't uh, done the drone stuff before, you know, the, yes. the primer on you can't go higher than 400 feet, don't shoot over people's heads, things like that. And uh, But I, I did uh, nine states in 30 days and uh, wow. tra traveled all over the American West uh, showing how to f photograph the American West on your phones and how you are not at a disadvantage. There are very few moments, actually, where you, you're missing that big camera and the big lens. Uh, I, I have some examples. Should we look at some pictures? Yes, yeah, we should. Definitely. Okay, so I know we're sharing the screen. Uh, do uh, okay. What ha let's see. Uh, how am I going to make these pictures show up, Jason? Eric, tell oh, me. Oh yeah, we, we, we got them on the screen. We got there, we go. there they yeah, are. Okay. So I know that Scott has a big rule that about timing, and you know, treat the camera, treat your phone like a professional camera, and you'll get professional results. And timing is everything. And if you're out early in the morning taking pictures, even on a smartphone, you're going to get some pretty nice uh, work. 
And that's that's one example. Um, that sort of screamed the West to me, the Apache Lodge with the neon on and a little moon behind it. Uh, this is later in the day in Boulder, Colorado. You couldn't get that shot at three in the afternoon and you couldn't get that shot at eight o'clock at night. I mean, you had to be there right yep. after the, the sun went down. Yeah. Uh, here, here I am in one of those great, great spots, Monument Valley. Obviously, I was shooting a panorama there, but I was there oh, at the beautiful. right time for this. For the, you know, you don't get a yep. sunset. You won't get a sunset in Monument Valley. You won't get the sun going over right. the uh, the mitts, but you will get the sunrise. So it's yep. pretty cool. I know Scott doesn't believe that you should go on a big travel trip and only shoot buildings and monuments. Yeah, want to get some people in there too. Yeah. So when you see a nice looking cowboy, you say, may I take your picture, right? And he says, sure. And then when you're in this bar on the 4th of July. Oh, that's cute. Right. And <laughs> it's not just smile for the camera, but you know, can you, you were in risky whiskey row. Can you pull the bottle up? Can you put your hand on it? Right. You know, go beyond just the smile. Uh, the, I'm a big believer in road Ouch. road photography <laughs> and looking on all sides, what's going on. There's always amazing pictures to be had. And all this, we're driving down the road and there's some cows in the water having a little afternoon siesta and drink. I had never seen anything like that. And I just jumped out and got the shot. And th thankfully the iPhone could help me there. Um, Monument Valley, this is one of the most photographed Classic. places in the world, Classic right? Shot. It's been on so many record covers. Mm -hmm. uh, this is shot wide angle on the iPhone. And uh, when, when when I finish this, you'll see it's, it's hanging behind me. It's, uh, I think, five feet tall. So I made a five-foot print out of it. Yep. Back to the uh, side of the road. You never know what's going to happen. You're driving down. Where's this road, Eric? Because you suggested this road Custer to me. Custer State Park. Yes, I believe, but it, it has another name. Is it called the the? Um, is it not the scenic highway? It's the well. The, this, uh, that's wild, you're on the wildlife loop right there. In that's Custer it. I'm State on the Park. wildlife loop. It was Eric's suggestion, and you're driving down the road, and who should be coming, taking a little walk? Oh, now, yeah. I reached for the iPhone, and I got a very quick shot. Had I had to fumble with the bigger camera, would I have gotten it as quickly and as discreetly without the bison jumping into the into my lens i don't know yeah uh this is in victor idaho this is the west i don't know about you guys in florida if you can look down the road 30 40 miles and see rain but i sure could on this road and i was really happy and i i i that's on a tripod that this is on the on the galaxy i loved what they did with the background so i was really happy with that now speaking of the galaxy so this is your, your Mount Rushmore, and I'm saying, yeah, what, what's going on up there? What are those specs? Now, the Galaxy has the best zoom lens of any mobile phone. It has the 10x zoom, and it was able to zoom in and catch those guys doing some uh, little work on top of George. Yep. This was the shot on the iPhone 13, because, again, the 15 wasn't out at the time that I did this. So you could see it's a kind of a big difference, right? Wow, yep. that's um, that's 10x versus 3x. Yeah, that's what I love. I love that. This is uh, this is Grand Tetons, and that's uh, 10x. And uh, I got closer than Ansel Adams ever could have gotten in the 1940s, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. And finally, this is in Eric's honor. Tell oh, everybody what this is. That's the best. These are the best Huckleberry milkshakes in the world. 
probably <laughs> one of the top milkshakes in the world. Really? Mm-hmm. In Victor, Idaho. Victor, Idaho. I'm telling Victor, you. Idaho at what's the name of the place? The, the Emporium. Emporium. Uh, they're not cheap. It's ten dollars for a, a yes. Huckleberry milkshake. But look, they split it into two glasses for us, oh, and yeah. it was kind of easy to share. That's how much they gave you. So it, that's my presentation. Oh, yeah. we also have a time lapse. Show the time lapse for a second. Yeah, yeah. Can you do that, Jason? Yeah, we have the time lapse. Okay. Um, so no clouds, but you still want to get a time lapse anyway, because check out the shadows. Check out. I mean, oh, only yeah. on a mobile phone could you let the camera run, and that's 24 hours. That was 24 hours of letting the camera run. Yeah. Uh, I was lucky enough to stay at the hotel, which is called the View Hotel, mm -hmm. which has a balcony overlooking that beautiful iconic shot. And uh, Russell Brown had recommended to me that I go get an extension cord before I get there to make sure that the cameras would actually go out onto the balcony. And I did. And I so that that is an all day, 24 hour shot. No clouds, but I love those shadows and I love watching the day turn to night. Had I shot that on on my Sony, I could have never gone for 24 hours. I don't think I would have had thousands and thousands and thousands of still photos that had to then be processed that then had to be transferred yep. into a video editing program and here on the iphone i just clicked a button and everything was processed for me and it just ran i know All you right. know we, we talk about this a lot jefferson and you you've just displayed it in a better way than we could which is there are things that your phone does that are just better and easier than your dslr or your mirrorless they're mm -hmm. just things that the phone does that it makes more sense to do it in phone than it does in the other, just for the reasons you just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. now on the time-lapse, a little shameless plug on my PhotoWalks channel on YouTube, this weekend I'm running a time-lapse of Manhattan Beach. This is the, uh, the idyllic Southern California beach town that I live in. I've been running the camera for two weeks. Ooh. Two weeks. A friend of mine has a place by the beach. I asked if I could Put, park my camera on his uh, deck and he says well my neighbor on the second floor is out of town and I have the key how about we put it up there and I said sure and I keep going back every day just to make sure it's still running and it is but I've got two weeks of clouds that are flying across the sky I've got sunrises yeah. and sunsets and moons oh, nice. it is it's some incredible footage yeah wow that's nice well Jeff thank you for joining us and yeah. uh and definitely I, check out his class too I just, yeah I was just gonna say yeah Check out Jeff's class here yep. on Kelby One. He has a number of different classes. If you're into travel photography, mm -hmm. he's got some great, great stuff. And he gets lots of great, great comments from him. And he's just fun to listen to. And he's, he's got that great voice that sounds so inviting. And a cowboy hat, which is nice. Yes. And, and one day we'll play a song together, too. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Jefferson. Good seeing thanks you. For thanks, me. thanks very much. We look forward to everybody getting to check out your class. All right. Bye-bye. All right. All right. I have a last tip and then we got to go. We're, we're over. All right. This is a pretty good one for anyone who is basically watching their carbs. Uh, this bread, this is my new bread. <laughs> this bread is the bomb. It is. it is one carb, one net carb, and it's a big slice. So the one I liked before was this, it, it, it was um, Arnold Bakery's keto brand. Yep. And it was four carbs, but the bread is smaller. Okay. This is full-size bread. This is like a regular yeah, loaf like a that you would buy. Yeah. 
you know, and, and you can get it at Amazon or your local okay. girl. We get ours at our local Publix here in, in Florida. Uh, it's one carb, and you would swear, I, Eric, if I made you a sandwich and handed it to you, you would never know it wasn't regular bread. Well, that's it, good to know because they usually taste, don't taste the best. No, this stuff is legit. Yeah. It tastes just like my wife found it. It was her discovery. And ever since then, I always I stopped wonder. Buying. I always wonder what's in these things. Though. I don't know. I have no idea. But seriously, well, it's just got a lot of fiber in it, right? Yeah. It has nine They're grabs of fiber. One fiber. net carb. Come on, you can have yourself a nice sandwich. So nice. what I'll do? And no artificial preservatives. No artificial colors, preservatives. Flavors, no artificial no flavors. High fructose corn syrup. No high fructose corn syrup. Added and this a stuff. A lot of fiber. I wonder if the rain will hurt the rhubarb. Anyway, it's got a lot of fiber for you. Anyway, it's it's one net carb. So if you're watching carbs, this is a really, really good one. It is only 35 calories per slice. So if you're watching calories or you're watching carbs, oh my goodness, it's really, really, really great. So we got All some right. comments here. Uh, Aaron Michael Berg saying, awesome zoom on the galaxy. It is. It's incredible for a phone. Uh uh, Linda saying, oh, no, don't get Scott started on the Zoom. <laughs> I'm still mad about Apple's 5X Apple Zoom. Zoom on the only available on the big. Eh. Margaret saying, love eh. love his hat, love Jefferson hat. So, And John Dukes is saying, okay, I need to try one of those milkshakes in Idaho. You do. I'm telling you, the one of the definitely the best if you like berries huckleberry if you like berries and you're not going to be eating this keto bread that day yes if you're not gonna be eating because that keto bread but they are amazing they but jeffers is right they're pretty pricey pretty pricey hey can i tell you something this bread's pricey yes all right so this bread is approximately twice what your regular loaf of bread would cost so if your loaf of bread is 450 this is going to be like nine dollars but but it is gold folks it's gold i tell you and it's really really good you know what i do I go and buy a regular sandwich. I get a Reuben or whatever you want, you know, whatever sandwich, an Italian sub or whatever. Take it off that bread, put my own mustard on. And when I, when I have them make it, I tell them not to put mustard or whatever on it because then I put it on myself. Put it on that bread. You'd never know. Tastes like a million Boom. bucks. That is our food tip today all right all right we're what's over time going on? all right what's going on next week anything we've got a webcast we oh, got a webinar oh, that's right. Do we, so we don't have the, the we grid don't have the grid we're no grid doing that week. webinar you want to sign up for that webinar sign up for that webinar and where do they us. go to join us they can go to the the link forward slash fast hyphen webinar i'm glad we didn't just make it fast because right. that would be easy yes it's okay so but there fast, it is, right on your screen. That's There's it, right there on your screen. Fast, fast, It is 1 o'clock. Fast, and, and I got something to make it worth your while if you come. You're going to really like it, and you're only going to be able to get it if you go to this Fast Track webinar. And it's really pretty slick, and you're going to be like, people will hear you got it, and they'll be like, I want that. You're like, no, you're a loser. So anyway, <laughs> don't give it away. Anyway, we will see you on November 8th. It's going to be a very interesting day. We're going to explain this whole fast track thing, and I think you'll be very interested and surprised and other stuff. Yep. But that's coming up next Wednesday. So we hope you'll join us. Uh, thanks to all our sponsors. Thanks to Dan and for Jefferson for joining us. 
Uh, thanks to all of our crew here, Christina and the gang, her crew of superstars, mm-hmm. and the world's slowest jib operator, Eric, the slow jib operator, as he will always be known mm-hmm. from this day forward. Anyway, thanks to you all for watching. We are Again, we're going to miss you yep. next week. We'll be back the following all week, right. but hope to see you. At the webinar, hopefully uh, the next Texas week. Texas Rangers win the, hey, the oh, World Series. Oh, we didn't give away tonight. the. Do we didn't do our giveaway? Let's hope. Did you didn't tell who won stuff? Oh no, we do we have the yeah we got to give away stuff. There we go. Uh, so Platypod disc uh, is going to Cindy Gab. Uh, how to do that in Photoshop book is going to Linda Linda G Stocks. Um, then um, Photoshop photographer going to Craig Pfeiffer, and then. Uh, on one, no noise going to John Seals. Uh, the V flat is going to Dave Young. And then the retouch for me, I don't see a name on that one. Uh oh. The retouch for me is going to Eric Kuna. Eric Kuna? <laughs> I'll take it. I don't it looks really cool. So. Yeah, the mattifier, it gets yeah. real like shine and stuff. Yeah. Well, anyways, somebody's going to win that retouch for me. But what, you, what do you do? If you won, email us over there at gridprize at kelby1.com. We'll verify your information, and then we'll send you out your prize. And, and someone, oh, wait, do we have a name? Yes, Rich there we go. Johnson is winning the retouch for me. So there you go. There you go, Rich. Congratulations. We'll see you all, guys, next week for the webinar. Yep. November 8th, the Fast Photographer's Fast Track. We're going to lay the whole Don't thing out. Don't miss it. And we got a goodie for you. Yep. See you then. Hi, everybody. Scott Kelby here. And today... I'm here to expose some photography secrets. There are a lot of things that photographers talk about, maybe at the bar or they whisper between their friends, but somehow they just don't make it out to the public. And I don't know, maybe that's the whole idea. They want to keep these kind of things to themselves. But that's why I've put together a very special training track to uncover those ideas, those secrets, those things so you can fast track your photography. I'm doing a free live webinar about the whole concept and you're invited. Now this webinar is for those folks who are tired of struggling along, just plugging away at it, and you're only seeing small incremental improvements, and you're out there pretty much going it alone. Look, it it doesn't have to be like that. And I've got a bunch of things that I wished I'd learned sooner that if somebody had just sat me down and told me these things back then, I could have moved ahead years with my photography. Well, that's what I want to do for you. I don't want you to get a little better. I think I can literally save you years and get you a lot better really, really quickly. Join us for this upcoming webinar on my photographer's fast track. It's the stuff that they don't want to tell you, but I sure will. It's a lot of stuff from the post-processing to the camera techniques and, and to just learning the stuff you need to know and not wasting your time learning a bunch of stuff you're never really going to use. It's a lot of shortcuts, it's new ways of thinking, it's eye-opening ideas that will transform the way you make your images forever. And I promise, if you come to this webinar, I'll make it worth your while. We've got something really special to share with you, something we've never done before, and I really believe it's gonna transform a lot of people's work in a very meaningful way. It's about getting real results, 
results you can see, results your friends and family can see in your work, and I lay it all out in this free webinar. So don't miss out. Sign up today and let's do this.